welcome to Flow with Flow, a contemporary dance podcast speaking to artists, performers and everybody in between. You can follow me on flow underscore wt underscore flow underscore. You'll find more information there and please message me, get involved, have a chat and I really hope you enjoy the podcast. again just a little on me back again so today we are talking to drumroll please julia nichols Woo! they are actually in the waiting room though so no time to chat let's get on with it hello hi how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm today is just an admin day, you know, doing little bits and bobs, that sort of thing, editing music, recording podcasts, the usual. Yeah. What are you doing today? I am gonna just uh well, I was just doing some stuff this morning. I was just running around a little bit, doing some um shopping, and then I was uh doing a little bit of work. And then I just uh, just got back, um, and I think I'm just meeting a friend later. That's it. Lovely, quite relaxed. Yeah, yeah, quite nice, quite nice. To me, about your current projects, bodies in action, what you're up to, all the little bits and bobs. So, bodies in action is a contemporary dance company that strives to represent all gender identities equally within contemporary dance. Um, a lot of people tend to think this is about LGBTQ plus narratives. However, it's not about that. It's just about creating great work and representing all gender identities equally within that. Um, so right now, I am in the midst of uh, right now hearing back from different grant funders, um, which unfortunately is such a huge part of making work. Um, I wish it wasn't <laughs> um, because it's really competitive and really tough to get. Um, and right now I am in the midst of hearing back from them. Um, so hopefully if that is successful, we can finally um, create something, something great, um, which will be our first fully funded project. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully um, getting that. Um, that project is called um, Affirming Our Identity, which strives to help um, use movement, use contemporary dance movement and improvisation to help us access different parts of who we are in terms of um, different movement qualities, different textures in movement that can help affirm um, or, or help us navigate who we are physically um, and how that relates to our identity. It's kind of abstract, but that's the general idea. I don't want to dive so far into it. Um, but right now I'm waiting to hear back from that. Other current projects are, um, I do 
host a lot of different things for the community. So I have this one thing called the Action Lab, um, which um, gets professional dancers from the community to come together and share up to five minutes of improvisation or set work um, uh, with, with the rest of the community. And it can be up to three people and that's held at WAP Art, which is in Wapping. Um, it's with one of our partners that we've um, built a relationship with um, and it has a, a dance floor and basically like a huge audience space. So that's actually coming up this Thursday. Um, and yeah, it's open to all professional dancers. I haven't, we're, we're still in the kind of starting stages, start, I think fourth, fifth one. Um, so we are doing that. Um, we're in the process of also getting that funded as well, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, that those are, uh, I think, our two main things. There's also one other thing that I have ongoing, which is this project called Short Dances, which just gathers, you know, people who I think might work well together. And we go in the studio for two hours and we just create something within two hours and see what it might turn out to be. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other things that I may have at the moment, but I don't know if I do. Yeah. That's already quite a lot. Yeah. So Action Lab is something I'm super interested in within your work. Can you talk a little bit about where the idea came from? What was the inspiration um, and the process of making that happen? Yeah, so the reason why I wanted to do this is because I, I think for myself, I'm quite interested in giving back to the community as um, equally as much as creating professional work. I am really interested in giving back to the dance community and giving them a platform to share their work. And I already know um, of something similar, which is the playground, which I'm sure you've heard of, um, that, you know, they, they do something quite similar, but in a different way. They uh hi, they they choose different choreographers to work with a bunch of people and they after two hours they kind of present something which is amazing and i love that the way that this is um a bit different is that uh professional dancers sign up um and perform but the reason i thought of this is because i just was talking to a lot of different people a lot of different professionals and they're like we just want to perform we just want a space where we can you know you know just share what we are doing if that's either improv or or a set work because you know a lot of projects are unfunded and the arts council is going through such bleak times at the moment because of our great government <laughs> that's a joke um it's, it doesn't need to be don't worry <laughs> um so you know i just i was like how can i give us back and give us space to give dancers the opportunity to perform and so i thought well you know i maybe i can you know 
do something like this or we can have different nights of different performances and blah, blah blah but then I was like well you know that would be a lot to program so I just thought you know five minutes up to three dancers informal showing or you know a way to to give people a chance a space um and so from there I thought of the initial idea then I had this dance floor because um two years ago when I first set up the initial idea of my company I um in the middle of the pandemic we put on a performance by some different choreographers and I got Harlequin to um donate a floor to us which was great um so we used that floor for for our performance and then basically it was sitting in my my um it was actually underneath my bed for like a year and a half and I was like well what do I do with this floor because it's a beautiful floor like it's very like it's it's great and so then I was starting to reach out to different spaces and then I found this one space that um said you know we we might be interested and we I found this through um a different kind of creative community um that was with like performers musicians artists um visual artists um so I got in touch with the space and they were like yeah it's you know we're we're kind of starting up like an art gallery and it's huge and it's in this new build and so i they were like yeah you can bring it here so i did and then i saw the space and i was like okay this would be perfect it's a perfect space for people just to come in and perform and do all this stuff so yeah it happens it, it was supposed to happen every two weeks but because of my schedule i couldn't handle it so i'm i just decided once a month on Thursdays but yeah and to come and watch these people perform is it paid so uh there's no tickets or we've we've been thinking about giving tickets or or um uh getting a scheme set up so people can buy tickets to come and watch but then we thought we wouldn't might not at the beginning have so many people to come in um just because they wouldn't trust us um and the performers aren't paid at the moment which is why also we wanted to apply to some grants for it as well just to kind of start and kind of pilot where it could go um so at the moment no it's not paid and i'm not paid for it either i just kind of put it on because I want to provide this opportunity for the community. Um, but yeah, that is also really unfortunate because we do need to pay. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah, Arts Council. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. Not great. <laughs> one of those. So you're based in London and this is all happening in the big city um perks problems life as a dancer in london loves hate give it to us oh perks. it's a big one yeah perks are i'm a city person i love the city <laughs> i lived in new york city for a while i'm from toronto mm -hmm. i like the hustle and bustle of the city it's just my vibe i enjoy it so perks are i love london 
I love the pace of it. As a dancer and choreographer, uh, the opportunities always pass through London. Even if they're not staying here, they're always passing through. So that's what I love about it. I love uh, London as a city and mm-hmm. the opportunities it could provide for artists. The, the, the downfalls are that, again, Arts Council, uh, they're trying to move all of the funding out of London, which is unfortunate because London is so oversubscribed. But I always think back to it and I'm like, well, there's also a reason why London is the, the capital. Um, so, you know, and I do understand their their kind of method for trying to move out. But there's just not a lot of it's highly competitive. It's oversubscribed. The funding is tend like it, it doesn't tend to be in London anymore it's somewhere else um yeah it's in a way like if you can make it in London you can make it anywhere that kind of vibe because it's just so many people so you know uh yeah it's just so many people and starting a new company here is really really tough because um nobody trusts you right nobody they haven't seen your work before so why would they give you the chance they want to stick to kind of what they know so it's it's just really quite tough um and yeah i would just say that that's kind of the the toughest thing but i won't move or i won't sacrifice where i want to live because I'm a person as well, right? Like I, I don't want to, I'm not just a choreographer. I have a life as well. And I want to be here because I connect with the city. So I'm not going to sacrifice where I want to live for my career all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I would say that's kind of the worst thing about London is just, it's so oversubscribed and it's really hard to get anywhere. <laughs> Um, unless, you know, you know, but, but it's also a great, great place for networking as well. Cause you can meet a lot of people and I'm a talkative person. So, yeah. Amazing. And you mentioned you're from Toronto. Mm-hmm. How have you gone from there to London? Oh, where did you train? Okay. Yes. So I grew up in Toronto actually a small city outside Toronto, Mississauga, but I was in Toronto all the time. I was in this company there or at like a teen company. And from there, I heard of the school called SUNY Purchase, which is where I trained the Conservatory of Dance at Purchase College. I went there for four years in uh, New York. And after that, I wanted to stay in New York because I liked the vibe of it and I liked the feeling of the city and that's where my network was and everything. So I was there. And then for a year after, because I'm a Canadian citizen, I don't have the right to work there. So I had to be on a visa. So I was there for another year. And from when I was there, I was dancing um in two different companies there 
and um, one was called Nimbus, and the other one I was gusting with Limon, the Limon company for their Joy season. And so I left there after a year because Donald Trump got elected and I was like, hell, it's really funny how politics now is such a, you know, now that I'm like saying it all out loud, the politics has been such a driving force for a lot of the changes I've done in my life. Um, or a lot of the tough decisions I've made. Um, so Donald Trump got elected. I was there for a year. I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to get the visa. It's a lot of work and you can get denied very easily. You have to hire a lawyer. It's, it's really, it's a lot. So then I decided to move back home to Canada, to Toronto. And I love my family. I loved being with my family. I love, I always, you know, I love my family and I wish I could still be there. Um, but Toronto and North America in a way is just still quite new and they're quite um you know it's just it's just quite a small community and i just felt like i needed something bigger um i just needed more works or i needed more different perspectives on dance work and i felt like i couldn't stay with my family just because i was i felt comfortable and I knew I needed to kind of branch out and, and feel, I, I needed to struggle a little bit. So I got my EU citizenship. Um, I have an Italian citizenship. And so I then decided after a year, was it a year? Yeah, after a year to move to London. So come January, 2019, started to move into London with the idea that I wanted to dance mostly um because I was doing certain some stuff in Toronto and in New York I thought I would continue that and then a year happened and it was it was okay and then cue the pandemic that's when a lot of stuff shifted and I started to think choreographically what did I want to do and what did I want to say and so I started to kind of put this into action, um, my own company. And then I started creating a lot of different works, putting on shows and applying for grants and all of that stuff. So that's kind of how I landed here. Amazing. And yeah. starting the company, making work, where did you find space? Where did you find dancers? Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is a good, so one of, I feel like the things I'm actually, actually good at is finding spaces um to make work so I kind of usually I just use my network so I I met a lot of people through taking class going to different shows going to different events and just kind of going up to them and being like hey what's up and you know going from there and so that's how I would find a lot of my dancers that I feel like I connected to and uh yeah, uh, I don't really believe in, this is probably a um, <laughs> a weird statement or maybe a uh, controversial statement. I don't believe so much in auditions that much. I don't really. Um, I just find a lot of people that I connect to in, in class or I connect to their movement and I just kind of see like, and then maybe I'll say like, hey, 
you know, maybe we can do an R&D or something and then we can kind of dive in more and see how that flourishes a little bit. Um, so I just I just meet people in class and I, I go to class and I watch. And, and yeah, that's how I kind of find my dancers. And then in terms of spaces, I um, I tend to reach out to a lot of people. 99, I, I would say this is in, in general, a lot of different, this is the response usually all the time is, hi, Julian, no, we can't help you. Sorry about that. Good luck. Bye. But the 1% does sometimes say, oh yeah, we do have something. And I just kind of connected with all of these spaces that I found and a lot of one space that I tend to go into, I was a flamenco school or is a flamenco school. And um, one of the teachers that I take class from, her name is Nuria and it's an angel. And she has a space there that she lets me use sometimes. So I, I'm quite good at finding spaces. I also teach a lot for field work, stance and in, in Hackney. Um, and Adele Robbins, who's the artistic director, uh, lets me, you know, just because I teach a lot there, I can use the space sometimes. So yeah, um, I'm pretty good at, pretty good at that, which is good. Um, Very yeah. helpful thing to be good at. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. Mm -hmm. Going back to the idea within your company of gender identity, mm -hmm. how do you physically bring that in? Right. When you say physically bring that in, do you mean like through movement or like, do you mean just bringing a diverse range of people in or? I think I mean kind of how do you, how is that represented in the company? So is it through movement? Is it through the identity right. of the dancers? Right. No? Yes. So I would definitely say, so for this upcoming project that I, you know, want to get for arts, you know, get um, arts council funding for that would be through movement physically and through representation. Mm -hmm. For what I look or what I see for the future doesn't necessarily have its physical expression. I mean, it, it, it could through the process, but what I really strive is just to get uh, choreographers into the space working with you know, dancers that range in or or that are is a it's a diverse um a diverse space for people that um identify differently from from one another. So striving to represent all gender identities equally in contemporary dance, right? So, you know, I don't know whether that would be more like you know, having more classical choreographers come in and still having that and uh, you know emerging choreographers, but it's really integral that they know what the mission is. Um, because, you know, I am queer as well. And um, I, you know, love bringing a diverse, diverse, um, you know, a lot of different diverse people together and, and creating that space. So I don't know, I would love for it to be physically as well. I just don't know what the ideas of other choreographers might be, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also, I guess if you are making work that strives to be diverse, you kind of need a diverse range of voices. So the movement will probably come. Exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I 
continue to see shows as well that are mostly cis men and cis women. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's totally fine. Um, It's just I want to share my voice and my I want to share my not my community but the I want to share voices of the community as a whole so a lot of I would uh, a lot of companies Mm -hmm. that I have seen and experience have a list of like list of their goals and one of them would be gender identity inclusion and that sort of thing what makes you take that as one of your goals and make it your full goal Mm -hmm. you know yes so why um is that your question yeah kind of why is it such a why is it an integral focus rather than within Mm. if that makes sense yeah so so. for, for me I I would say I've always I don't know still if I identify as a man Mm-hmm. And what all I'm like a man, I guess, in societal conventional views should be. I don't know. I don't think I identify as that. And so throughout my life, I've kind of, um, I've just been really, you know, I've always been on the back burner and I've always been just always felt a little strange about how I identify and and the 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 roles that I would be dancing in and kind of the power these are air with air quotes like powerful and strong and I don't identify as that and I think that was very um that was shown through the groups of people I hung out with the um the way I would dance, because I do have more of a, I would say, more feminine quality to to dancing and soft quality. Um, not saying soft is feminine, but just I, I would take elements that I I found from from powerful, you know, females. Um, and then so you know, I just always felt strange, and I never felt like I was that masculine person and I think that was something that was really prevalent throughout my life um I would always hang out with you know girls or you know queer people and even through high school and through definitely through college or university and so when I was thinking of my company and I you know was talking with some of my friends and everything I you know, I think we established this, this thing that a lot of the companies here just don't. Yeah, as although they can be very inclusive, and you know, have a focus on that, I just wanted to bring it to the focus point of being my whole company, because I was a person that experienced not always kind of fitting in. And so I wanted to make this my focus because I think it's really integral to be an activist, but also I'm not a good activist in sharing my physical voice, but um, I'm, I would be good at it in terms of representation. So I just wanted to make it my focal point. Um, and I think it's really important 
if that makes sense. I don't know if I answered your question. No, you answered it perfectly. Don't worry. And that does make sense. I think it's beautiful that we have the ability to have, you know, this is all our inclusive things, but there are specific companies with more integral focused points. Yeah, totally. I guess there are things um, the whole dance community can do to support that um, that message, that sort of thing. Do you want to list a couple of things that you think are important for like upcoming dancers and companies? Hmm. Or anything you like yeah. want to share that we should be doing more of? Um, I would say, I think the the main thing is breaking down the barriers in terms of the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me anyway, as someone starting, I have a very leveled relationship with the people I collaborate with. And I hate, hate is a strong word. Hate is a strong word. But I, I don't think there has to be this um, artistic, I mean, there, there does have to be a leadership in the room to to navigate the process of what's happening. And that still needs to be there. I think that's important in terms of facilitating a space. However, I don't think there has to be this uh, hierarchy of I am the choreographer, you are the dancer, I am the leader, you are the follower in that sense. Because that could be very negative and a little bit abusive and I think we all know that there's an incredible amount of abusive spaces within the uh, within the the dance scene in general so I really strive to be on the same level as my dancers communicate with my dancers obviously I do need to take a leadership role and I am the air quotes boss but uh so I do need to make decisions, um, but I really try to be as communicative as possible. And I try to empathize with my dancers, even if my dancers are saying, listen, I am not feeling this. Like, And I say, that is totally fine. That is absolutely fine. We can work out a way where we can transition you out of the process, bring someone in, and that's absolutely fine because not everyone likes the same thing and that's totally okay. Um, So basically I think it's really important for bigger companies now to just break down that and, and just say, listen, let's communicate more. Let's break down this hierarchical structure and uh, let's just have a good time. I really enjoy bringing fun to the process as well. I think that's really important. And I think a lot of people take dance too seriously sometimes. Yeah, so. why not have fun? We're doing yeah. it every day. May as well enjoy it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then moving from big companies, last last big question for you. Advice for people getting into the world of contemporary. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I think institutions, you know, you're in an institution or if if that's your your route. When I was in an institution, they they never really prepared me. And I, I think this is a kind of thing across the board is how do you get prepared for the real world? And I don't think there's an answer for that. Um, and so I think the best way 
is putting down the pride and going, being involved in as many things as you can be. Um, if that's classes, workshops, discussions, um, choreographic processes, uh, whatever you can be that, you know, you are interested in as an artist or as a dancer, going into those spaces and just making connections, just going up to a person and saying, hey, this is me, this is what I do, blah, blah, blah. I think it's also really important uh, for people to just know, or dancers going into the field, just to know what kind of work they like because I think a lot of people go into the world saying I will do anything um and I'm guilty of that I I used to that oh, oh, I'm just gonna dance like but I think it's also really important because when you get in those spaces that if you don't enjoy the process it could be detrimental <laughs> it could really hurt you um because you know you're there for 10 hours a day or whatever and it's just the clock is ticking by um so really knowing what what kind of what kind of work and i would say my biggest piece of advice would be to if you are interested in somebody that you're working with just tell them you like their work and try to make a connection and just say listen i would love to have a chat i'd love to have a coffee i really like your work i would like to work for you blah, 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 because then they remember that. Uh, and they might say, hey, you know, come work for me. Come work with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would say that's my biggest piece of advice, but that's that's a lot, I guess. Well, it probably takes quite a lot to make it work. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Amazing. Uh, and then we can find out about Action Lab and Bodies in Action is all on your Instagram, which I will tag when I post this. Yes. And yeah, and just follow you there. Keep up to date. Watch the space. Yes, you can. You can find all of the thing, uh, all of the things on the Instagram. Our website is right now under construction, which I'm still trying to figure out. I'm not great at that, but yes. Fabulous. And thank you very much for joining me. It's been a very helpful conversation, logistically. I'm glad. Brilliant. And I will see you in London. All right. Sounds good. I'm thank coming. You. <laughs> see you um, later. Enjoy, enjoy your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you had a really good time. I'll see you next Tuesday. And again, you can check out more on the Instagram flow underscore WT underscore flow underscore. And until then, goodbye.